The two best teams in hockey are going to the Stanley Cup final, and Jacob Truba isn't. And yet, in one tiny, tiny way, that's actually a bad thing for the sport. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. The Lightning did beat the Rangers in Game 6, and the Lightning will advance to the final in attempting to become the first team since the early 1980s Islanders to win three cups in a row and a first, of course, in the salary cap era with the Lightning and the Penguins being the only two teams to even go back-to-back over the past 20 years. And yeah, great for them, uh, better for us, because we get to see the Lightning against the Avalanche, the unquestioned, I would think, best overall team in the league all season long. But, you know, their goaltending, you know, Darcy Kemper, uh, Pavel Francouz, this isn't stuff that should excite anyone on the Denver end when going head-to-head with this version, this monster version of Andre Vasilevsky. We'll have time enough to advance the final here in the next couple of days. I'd be remiss if I didn't fulfill the expectations slash predictions of a ton of people on social media who were, let's say, partisan to the New York cause in accusing me of not being able to talk about anything else on my podcast. So let's just go right ahead and do that one final time. Even if the angle might surprise them a bit, at least on the surface. If Jacob Truba were to have advanced to the final, the miscreants who run the NHL's hilariously named Department of Player Safety would have had at least one final opportunity to send a real message, not just to Truba, not just to the Rangers, but to everyone, that headhunting is not okay, that there's nothing remotely acceptable about willfully attempting to injure people's heads, never mind doing so systematically and repeatedly. I'm way, way, way past the point of picking through each one of Truba's individual hits and did he mean to do this or did this guy slide this way and that way and was he reaching for something else and come on. I mean, really. I mean, unless you're the most diehard Rangers fan in existence, and even then, you're not passing a lie detector test. You've seen everything that this guy's done, and that you'd somehow still be trying to talk yourself into, yeah, it's okay, this one's just isolated, that one's just something else, give me a break. But past that, what really stinks here is that Truba had the one last elbow attempt at Andre Palat in Game 5 at Madison Square Garden and missed only because Palat was going way low. And as I'd predicted on this show, right after that happened, there's no way the league was going to initiate 
some kind of ruling against Truba for the one occasion that he didn't touch the guy at all. I mean, that would have just been crazy. So now he's gone. He's out. And let's remember that Nazim Kadri is out as well for the Avalanche. And you're now looking at this league entering an offseason in which it's perfectly fine for 32 general managers to think to themselves, I can win playoff series by going after people's heads. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Now, if that sounds over the top to you, the idea that grown men, experienced executives, could say something like that to themselves, that, yep, I'm going to find me a player who goes after heads, because nothing and nobody is stopping me from doing so. And within that, you see how the Rangers were rewarded for it not so much through the regular season, but especially, especially in the playoffs, that even when Alexi Lafreniere, a former number one overall pick who's been basically gooned up by Gerard Gallant, makes sure that his elbow clips Victor Hedman, one of the world's best defensemen, and knocks him out of game six, and there isn't even a penalty. There isn't even a call on the ice because that's the other thing that happens. The on-ice officials see that there's no supplementary discipline being issued and they think, well, the league doesn't care about this. They don't put their arms up and there isn't even a minor. They're going to put their arms up over something that is infinitely less significant, but they won't do it over that. Similarly, Truba goes running into Corey Perry with the puck more than 20 feet away. It had gone through Perry, but it was way past him. And he levels Perry with a shoulder to the chest. The contact was legal, if it wasn't flagrant interference. But it was. And here again, the officials are watching this, and they're thinking to themselves, yeah, but that's Truba. And the league isn't doing anything about him, so it's going to be okay. My arm stays down. There are exactly 32 general managers watching this Stanley Cup final. They know what's going on. They see what's happening on the ice. And they are very much aware of not only how, but also why the league is reacting to it the way it did. The league did nothing about Truba. The league did nothing about the Rangers. And the Rangers made it within two wins of the Stanley Cup final. So what happens now? Do you think that Gary Bettman, of all people, who's lacked any semblance of leadership throughout his time in the league, other than, of course, the implementation of the salary cap, is going to say in his press conference in advance of the final that, uh, yeah, we really kind of blew it there. We should have been more vigilant about headshots, and we definitely won't be tolerating that in the future. He's never done any such thing. 
He's never come close to admitting being wrong about anything, least of all headshots, because that actually ended up being almost the biggest loss of his tenure had he and the league went down in that CTE lawsuit. Nothing will happen, and you'll see a generally clean series between the Avs and the Lightning, again, especially because Kadri's out. And everyone will sweep all this under the rug, except, except for the 32 GMs. And you watch, you watch, ever so slightly, this game is going to change for the uglier entering into next season. When we come back, day one Q. history. I was going to use your question anyway, man. Have you ever seen a guy this blatantly headhunt game after game each series, cause injuries, nothing done? We've had Tom Wilson's and others, but I've never seen a guy become an open predator like this. One thing I don't want to do, Bubba, is start comparing uh, this dirty player to that dirty player because where that ends up going is one of those awful directions of discussion that we see in today's politics which is what they refer to as whataboutism meaning some terrible thing happens over here but instead of trying to have an actual exchange on this the subject will be changed by the other party saying oh yeah well what about this thing and it just goes nowhere so i'm not going to do that i'm not going to say Here's Truba, here's Tom Wilson, here's Matt Cook from the Penguins, here's this or that or whatever. What stands out to me about this whole Truba episode was that nothing was done. And if you go back over Wilson's tenure and you just look at the NHL's reaction without, again, getting into whose hits were worse or who was meaner or whatever else, the NHL at least took some actions occasionally with Wilson. They had some hearings. They even suspended him every once in a while. It always felt reluctant. It probably was reluctant, given that George Peros, former enforcer, runs the NHL's hilariously named Department of Player Safety. But it it did happen. And with Truba, you never even saw a minor penalty. You never saw an arm go up. You saw an elbow go at Jake Gensel's head. And you saw an elbow knock Sidney Crosby out of a couple of playoff games. You saw an elbow take Seth Jarvis of the Hurricanes out. You saw an elbow at Andre Palat. These are consecutive series right there in front of everyone in front of the full hockey world watching this late in the playoffs. And you saw not one single reaction. Bubba, that's what stands out here for me. I've never seen something like this. 
I've never seen the league watch the same player do the same thing and repeatedly injure people and not even go to the penalty box. I don't know if there's a precedent for that. I really don't. I do know that in a lifetime of watching and loving this game, I can't recall any. So again, I'll take you back to what I was diving into in the opening segment. That's what are they going to do about it? Because they can't do anything now. They let this go. They let this go to the point that Lafreniere felt completely comfortable sticking out his own chicken wing and going after Hedman and knocking him down in full view of everyone. And there's no way one of those four officials on the rink, and remember that linesmen are empowered to call majors, missed it. There's no way that NHL player safety in the review mode couldn't slash wouldn't have gone and looked at that hit and suspended Lafreniere, remember that these things do happen and can apply into next season, for the first three, four, five games of next season. Nothing's going to come of it. Zero. Never seen this before. Never seen this before. I hear from these New Yorkers, eh, get over it, Pittsburgh guy, whatever. It's got nothing to do with the Penguins. If you go over my own history, when Cook was playing here, when Cook was that dirty guy that everybody was talking about in the league, take a look. See what I had to say back then and how much of a homer I was. This doesn't have anything to do with the Penguins. This has everything to do with a terrible, terrible precedent that's been set for this game, this beautiful game. Anyway, I, you know what? Tomorrow, we're going to talk about the final. We're going to talk about Tampa Bay and Colorado. That's a promise. I appreciate Everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.